Hello everyone and welcome back to an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. This is the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glorious batshit insanity therein. My name is Randy, I am your host on this journey, and of course I'm not alone. But it's a different type of not being alone this week. I've got a special guest with me here. Uh, filling in for the co-host spot this week is my bud buddy Chris from the from the Long Coat Mafia podcast. How you doing today, Chris? Doing great, especially uh, I feel happy coming being back on the show after almost almost a year and just stepping off our 300th episode to help come on and celebrate that milestone to be on the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast with Randy. So I'm happy to be here. Happy, happy, happy. And I'm happy that you told me the cartoon we were going to be discussing for this week as well. <laughs> oh, and that's a... Oh, we'll get into that in just a moment. And, of course, you did mention that you're celebrating your 300th episode. Where can we find that show? Um, as much as I would like to say, pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, that includes the standards, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Yes, our feud with Google has kind of subsided. Uh, we had some uh, technical issues where... Some other podcast laid claim to our feed somehow. I don't know. But um, that's been taken care of. So um, it's, again, we, we're now on Google Podcasts and Spotify, plus Amazon Music, Pandora, and a bunch of others. So uh, the atypical stuff, plus our main website, which is thelongcoatmafia.podbean.com. And the Long Coat Mafia is all one word, no dashes, underscores, or anything like that. Fun jazz. All right, perfect. And of course, you can find us on all of the major podcast providers as well. Just look up Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. We're also on social media. Check us out on Google and, uh, I'm sorry, Facebook, uh, of course, Geek World Order, and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast, both pages, because Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. Oh man, Chris, today we are taking a journey to the faraway land of New Texas. That's right, folks. Today we're taking a look at an episode of Brave Star. And today we are looking at the episode, The Day the Town Was Taken. Or should I say Brave... Or should we say Brave Star, a.k.a. Horse with a Shotgun? Man, 30-30. <laughs> I love 30-30. Uh, uh, when, when you sh showed me this and I went through the episode, I was like, wait a minute, now I remember this show. This is the show. I, I'm showing my age here, watching it back in 1987. And that's when it came out. Uh, and it's one of these cartoons that I want to say it was was a syndicated cartoon because mm -hmm. I don't remember seeing it on during the weekday afternoons like He-Man, Thundercats, G.I. Joe, Transformers used to be. This was like when I got up in the morning at like six o'clock to get ready for school, you know, type of turning on the TV and seeing Brave Star and mm -hmm. the episode that I... I remember it's not this episode. It's the one 
that was 30-30 centric where he couldn't find Brave Star and he just went on this rampage trying to find where Brave Star was and he went to um, Tex Hex Lair. Uh, yes, that's a character. And he was just like, where's Brave Star? He's like, I don't know. I've been sitting here at home all day. <laughs> you know, and it, it was just, that's what stood out in my mind. And it, that's why I, when Randy folks at home, when Randy said, we're going to go Brave Star. And I was like, is this what I think it is? Oh, you know, watching him like it is. I'm like, thank you, Randy. Thank you for bringing back these wonderful memories of this show. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure this was one of those ones that was made specifically for syndication. Because there's a lot of 80s cartoons that'll have, like, one season. But they're, like, 65 episodes. Which I yeah, think I... was the magical number for syndication back then. Yeah, that that's what surprises me. Is Like like I said, I remember shows like, like this where, to compare, it's like when you have G.I. Joe. I heard a lot of people say... G.I. Joe's on the weekends. G.I. Joe or Thundercats was on the weekends. I don't remember watching it on the weekends. I remember watching it Monday through Friday because when you had stuff like G.I. Joe the movie, it was Monday through Friday with commercial interruptions. Mm -hmm. and I'm just using that as a comparison, folks. And But, again, I remember seeing this like early sat, uh, Monday mornings and stuff like that when I got ready for school. Uh, a bunch with a bunch of other weird um, uh, cartoons like the the best way to describe it was the uh, Captain N knockoff type deal. Uh, plus, oh yeah, Captain N the Game Master. Yeah, that was a Saturday show, but this was different. It it, it was like a cheat show before uh, uh, G Four was ever a glimmer in an eye, and it had like a, it featured game cheats. And for the first half of the show and the second half of the show was this weird cartoon. It had like Bigfoot uh, and a couple other. It was like the B team of NES stuff and Sega stuff. <laughs> and uh, so that was a thing. And the guy that used, that used to host that show, guess what he does now? He produces like uh, he helps produce and put out uh, Bar Rescue. He's got it behind that, so uh, good for him. Um, but there, I remember there was also um, Randy. I don't know. I, I don't want to age Randy at all, but there used to be these little stock cars. I mean, they were about the size of uh, they're maybe half the size of these model cars that you see, like the race cars that you see in some hobby shops. Mm -hmm. They're like maybe they were real small. They had like a little. You could customize them. The show was like they put them in a racetrack and uh, they claimed these cars could go 65 miles an hour. No, they're little, you know, battery powered cars. That's all they are. And it was hosted by uh, what's his name from Predator. Um, he was governor of like Michigan for a while. Jesse uh, Ventura. Yeah, he, he was the host of, of this little racing thing. So that was my you know, block of getting ready for school in the eighties. So, <laughs> yeah. but back to kind of, I know you want to reel this back in back to this episode, this <laughs> wonderful episode. Oh man. And we start off with, um, 
I'm not even sure what we started off with here because, uh, so we start off with Deputy Fuzz because, you know, this is a Jim Henson production, which surprised me. This, this cartoon is kind of dark. It's sort of like the Henson version of Gargoyles. It's like Gargoyles was that super dark Disney cartoon. This is like super dark for Jim Henson. Uh, this was, uh, I didn't see anything in regards to uh, Jim Henson. I saw uh, that it was, this was filmation and in regards to it, and I, I, I didn't, if it's a Henson, you know, a, it is a Henson, Henson production. It is a Henson production. Okay. Um, I will say this, the animation quality is like top tier. Yeah. I mean, this is like almost movie. Uh, this is when you see other, uh, filmation qualities like uh, Shira, um, He-Man, and the rest. They, yeah, they have quality, but this seems like movie quality, like uh, almost like heavy metal quality of animation or uh, Disney or animation levels that like we see in Transformers the movie, the original '86 movie. This that level of quality at times. Granted, it has the touches of Funimation. Uh, style meaning the recycled stuff but and there was some cheese in it but it it has like a high quality to it and it's just you know I, that's what I was impressed with because I, coming from the standpoint of watching this series as when I was younger it's like I don't remember it being this good this this high quality you know I, and so again Randy, thank you for you know letting me re watch my childhood right here. So, yeah. So we start off with our um, Henson S creatures. Oh, uh, the Prairie People, yes. which um, Deputy Fuzz is one of them. Uh, and apparently, I, I don't mean to. I don't mean to uh, interrupt you. The voice actor, I had to look it up because the voice sounded so familiar. The person that voices Fuzz. Is also the person that initially voiced uh, the lead character in. Uh, uh, I have it written down. It. Um, oh yes, yeah, it's, it's Charlie Buck Adler. Yeah, uh, uh, Bucky from uh, uh, Tiny Toons. Plus, he did a whole mess of other stuff. I'm like that sound. That voice sounds yeah. so familiar. I he's, had to look it up. Yeah, he's low light in GI Joe. Um, some of you 90s fans may know him as, uh, Ickes from Ah Real Monsters, um, the red guy on Cow and Chicken. I think he might also be the voices of Cow and Chicken. No, I don't think he did that. I didn't see that, but I did see he was, uh, uh, they did the remake on, uh, on Netflix, uh, Rocco, he was like one of the big heads on Rocco's Modern Life. He's both of the big heads. Ah, uh, so he's, he's done. He's done a yeah. lot of stuff. He was in Transformers too. Um, I mean Transformers as well. So, as well as some of the live action, he did voiceover work too. I think Starscream. Uh -huh. So yes, he he has been one of those actors that has done both a Starscream and a Cobra Commander. Um, so he, in both in modern lot. interpretations. So yeah, 
And um, we actually get to see both his good guy and bad guy voices here. Because he's also the voice of Tex Hex. Oh, gotta, gotta love Tex Hex. Again, to bring it up a little bit, it, is that you kind of... One of the things I wrote down in my notes is that you see the filmation uh, cookie cutter stamp, meaning that uh, for all of you... Uh, younger folks out there, Filmation was doing a Seth MacFarlane without doing a Seth MacFarlane. Uh, meaning you had, uh, if you watch, if, if you line up all the uh, Filmation stuff, you see a lot of the same aspects in each. Um, with like with the bad guy, with uh, their the the main cast around the bad guy, similar type of folks around the the main good guy, good guy. Um, even in my notes, I have like Brave Star um, walks a little bit like He-Man at some points. Like you notice the step and the lean-in. It's <laughs> weird. It's it. I'm not using it as a bad thing, but it's something that it's like you notice. It's like when you mm-hmm. watch a lot of Seth MacFarlane stuff. He has the same same type of character. You know, uh, the family dynamic. You know the going to have a talking animal you're going to have you know family set it's going to be something similar it's they use the same type of cookie cutter technique to to use that phrase if i I hope i'm using it right so and they knew and they ran with it and they did it well especially with this hopefully with the i haven't seen it's been a while since i have seen the entire series but uh at least with this episode they were doing it well Mm mm-hmm so yeah, we start off with our um, deputy Fuzz, and he's showing his lady friend around. Wazella. Zella. I I swear, uh, it was the same voice. I think he was trying to do uh, a female version of uh, Fuzz and that same voice actor, but I can't prove it. Can't prove it, but it just sounded very familiar. It's entirely I, possible. So. It won't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time uh, voice actors have done something like that. But it, you see that, and it's like, this is where I work. So it, it's like he's trying to impress her in a little bit. It's cute. It's, you know, you kind of get it. Um, you got like a, a 3030s little come up, and he's like, yeah, hi there. And he's, he's, not, he's not doing anything wrong, but he's like he's helping him out. He's trying to be the... Um, Almost like the wingman in regards to Fuzz. He's like, hey, Fuzz, how you doing? He just walks up. He's like, we got a job to do, you know, that sort of thing. Yep. It's like, and it and seems she, to be working. She's yeah. uh, hi, she's highly impressed. Yeah, it's like that moment. It's like if you want. I didn't. I rewatched it prior to coming on here tonight, folks. And it's like, in a way, he's like he's bragging. But she had some could say that she had that attitude of like, you don't really know Brave Star. You don't really know Thirty Thirty, and all of a sudden, here's Thirty Thirty rolling up. It's like, hey, Fuzz, how you doing? How's it going? <laughs> so, and I swear, she she just has that look like she wants that Fuzz dick. <laughs> I will say this um, because the last time I've seen a Brave Star episode was like well over thirty years ago. Um, it's ni- uh, nice to see 
this is I want to say this was one of the rare instances where we saw a Native American lead in a way yes. for a show. Um, granted, there were other Native American uh, characters in other shows, but this is a predominant lead in regards to this. And, um, and whether he's or not... portrayed very well. Yeah. Whereas um, there are other Native American characters in these 80s cartoons that are... Um... Slightly racist. Or stereotypical. Mm, I'm thinking Spirit from G.I. Joe. Kind of, kind of, kind of toes the line there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Either uh, it could be borderline racist or borderline stereotypical. It, it, there could be a very um, wide or very narrow gray area, but this is, uh, Brave Star is nowhere near that stereotypical slat or borderline racist type of ordeal. Here is now, um, who was the character on, on uh, G.I. Joe that was Native American? Spirit. Spirit. Um, granted, uh, Spirit is a great character, but he wasn't he wasn't a general or like that. But here's Brave Star, a sheriff, a person of high authority. Mm-hmm. So, and someone who's well respected in the community. So it it you could say it was progressive for its time, and I'm not saying that in, in any way, shape, or form that is not a bad thing at all. No, this show is fantastic when it comes to its uh, when it comes to its diversity because it, it's char- like even its side characters are well are pretty awesome. Um, including the characters that we get to meet here. Uh, we learned that, yes, there is a job to do, as JB and Handlebar are pinned down by a gang of dingoes. And uh, JB is another great character. There, there's not a lot of her in this episode, but um, we've featured some other Brave Star episodes that have featured more of her, and she's a fantastic character in and of herself. She's a she's really badass. And yeah, she's I don't have to I, I don't mean to interrupt you, uh, Randy, but I, I'm going to have to ask uh, Uncle Tony uh, in regards to his YouTube connections to, just to see uh, what I could dig up in regards to more Brave Star. Uh, so therefore, I blame you in re- that regards, <laughs> Randy. So um, I'm pretty sure the entire series is available on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I think it might, uh, if that's the f- official channel, then I could probably find it there. Yeah, I think a, it a is. A sizable f- chunk of the episodes. Yeah, no, like, where I literally watch this episode is literally Brave Star Official. It's a verified channel on YouTube. So that's good. That's good. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we head out to the desert. And so these dingoes. These just generic gang, like, desert thugs that look a lot like walking raccoons. Uh, I yeah. I don't didn't mean to jump ahead in regards to that. It's like I was watching uh, one or two of the other aspects that were on, on, on YouTube. And what I got out of it, they didn't come off as uh, 
raccoons, but dogs with masks. Hmm. Uh, dingoes are pretty much, it's more, even though they say it's like New Texas uh, in regards to the planet, dingoes, uh, I, from what I gather, is more of a Australian term. Uh, and it's pretty much a dog as it is. So hmm. it could be just like wolves with masks or a wild dog with a mask. So it's probably one of the two. And we're, I want to say this, this is not the first, um, uh, filmation or equivalent to use, uh, 15 billion of the standard cookie cutter bad guy. Uh, we see it with, um, GI Joe. We see it with, mm -hmm. On the rare occasion with uh, Thundercats, even though you saw only four mutants on that, four or five mutants, but they had like a, an army of wizard men and jackals and monkeyans and all that. But it, this is probably one of those instances where it's something very similar. Yep. And so our, uh, so JB and Handlebar are pinned down because, well, there's. There's a lot of these guys here. And so Brave Star and 3030 and Fuzz are up on the cliff. They're scouting the situation. So apparently Brave Star has this like just drop down visor that comes out of his cowboy hat. That that's what uh, that's what got me it's like wait a minute. He has according to the show eyes of a hawk. Yet he needs mechanical binoculars. But <laughs> and it's it's not it's not time to introduce Eyes of the Hawk yet. It's, it's too early in the episode for that dramatic <laughs> moment. We'll just we'll just use the standard tech. Like we got a budget, so we'll just use the standard t tech on this. Yes. So we switch over to the lair of the evil Tex Hex, and he's watching this these events unfold. And he's just very nonchalant about it. It's like, hmm. He seems to have a plan. Because why else would we cut to Tex Hex in the middle of this seemingly innocuous gangster fight? Dun dun dun. I will say Tex Hex seems, uh, out of a lot of the bad guys in the scenario, he seems a little bit more intelligent. More, granted they all fell in spoilers fail in the end but he seems a little bit more confident and uh smarter than a lot of the others yeah that's usually how that goes usually the the, the big bad is usually charismatic confident and the underlings no, or, are uh, idiots what i'm saying is uh when you compare him to like skeletor he seems a little bit smarter yeah. in a way that meaning where granted Skeletor is smart and intelligent, but he see, he doesn't go two or three moves ahead a lot of the times. But in this case, Tex Hex seemed uh, like he was to he was thinking ahead at times, like he actually had a better hammered out plan mm -hmm. than a lot of the other villains that you saw in the 80s and especially from fun funmation villains yes and tex hex does have a plan 
and apparently it's working. So speaking of uh, these uh, animation studios and their cutting corners, uh, we see the gang of dingoes fighting stock footage. Because some oh, of those mean... shots of Tex, uh, some of those shots of Brave Star and Thirty Thirty in this fight are literally lifted from the intro. Yeah, that's what I noticed too, and I noticed some of the like the dingoes coming out, like uh, when they were jumping out from uh, before the like the group shot. It's like they used the same animation footage like three or four times. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's like when I saw that, it's like oh, it's the standard filmation style of. Uh, recycling footage like five <laughs> times. Yep. Uh, so, like I said, it's not the first uh, Filmation knew what worked, and at the time when a lot of someone like myself and a lot of millions of other kids that were watching this, we probably we were just too busy eating cereal in front of the TV just <laughs> right? to care. So now we just noticed like. Did they use, like, the same animation five times? But still. Yes. Yes, they did. (laughs) That's some anime-level recycling footage there. It's like, oh, no. We have to transform. (laughs) But what? You're transforming, but it doesn't look like the environment you were just in. (laughs) This looks like the environment you were in in the first episode. And the second episode. And the third episode. Hooray, One. recycled footage. <laughs> One year later. <laughs> it's like, oh, they have to transform. All right, time to pull out a book. It's like, uh, y- y- y'all going to be a while with this? I might go see, I might go watch a movie while you're doing this. <laughs> so, yes. So, as our heroes are fighting the recycled stock footage... Tex Hex invades Fort Curium. Yes. So he does have a plan. And he's going to uh, seal the town in. He's basically going to raise the defenses and keep Bravestar out of the town. So our heroes, they... Yeah, so now Bravestar decides to kick in his animal powers. And this fight goes really quick once he does that. Like, this is a nothing fight at this point. So they're like, alright, let's go back. Alright, uh, this seems kind of odd and quick. You know what, maybe we should get back to town. Well, what do you know? There was totally a plan in place. Because Tex Hex has made it to the command center of the town. And Wazella's there. Why is she just like randomly popping out of the floor? I missed out on that. It's like that's the only time we see her. And it's like past that, no. (laughs) We see more (laughs) of the good female character then we do her. <laughs> oh, uh, oh! You're talking about uh, Wazilla, the uh, the Fuzz's little side piece. Um, yeah, it's like why is she there? But there is that another like a uh, main villain character, female villain character that you see like briefly. I think oh, uh, Vipra. V- 
Viper. You see her like in a scene. She has like two lines, and that's it. Yeah. You don't see her after that, and I forgot to write that that down. It's like when you brought that up. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I forgot about you know when you said it. It's like that's why I had to correct myself in regards to um, Wazilla. Yes. But yeah, so for some reason, Wazella is just like in popping out of the floor of this command center. She's watching horrified as Tex Hex engages the defense mode of the town. Alarms are ringing. People are panicking. The town has shut down and gone into defense mode. Is this where we get the two best lines and then I should say the two best words in the entire episode, bear strength. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's the most awesome line in the whole episode. It's like, not just the aspect, it's just bear strength. Because, like, uh, I think you're going to get into it. It's like, that's where we see Brave Star and they're mentioning, like, we can't get in. Not even your bear strength could get through that, those walls. I'm like, uh huh. That's the two most awesome words in this entire entire episode is bear, bear strength. <laughs> yep. So yeah, they realize Texas Tex Hex is taking control of the town. And yeah, JP's like, um, yeah. We we ain't getting in there. You got a plan? <laughs> so yeah. So Tex Hex is giving his assignments. He shouts out some commands to um Sandstorm who wanders off. Viper is ordered to... I forget what she does. Just, like, keep the townspeople wrangled or something. Yeah. This is really about the extent of her use in the episode. And this is also where we, you know, we're getting to the point is, again, it's the late, mid to late 80s, cartoon aspect of things where everything had to have some element of educational thing in it despite that they were in essence infomercials for kids uh, I'm, I think you know the scene I'm talking about which happens maybe about 30 seconds later <laughs> the you know we have to make a phone call cord on a string and he has to, the Brave Star explains the concept like in a way, it's like, uh, kids, you can do this at home. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Keep the cord tight. So. Yeah. Oh, we're almost there. Uh, but yeah, so Tex Hex is still worried about one thing. Possibly Brave Star tunneling in under the city. It's like, wait, where where has this been established? Like, is this a thing of the prairie people? Because uh, Tex brings Scuzz with him. Who apparently is one of the the prairie people, just like uh, Fuzz and Wazella. He's just is, an evil lackey. Scuzz got the, the character that looks like he has a uh, uh, the worst piece. Granted, it's probably a cigarette, but it looks like the worst piece of beef jerky in his mouth and constantly coughing. Yes. Okay. Yes, apparently he is also a member of this weird Henson-like species. 
yeah. This show's got some weird creatures in it. As you said, it's a Henson production. Where is there not weird creatures? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Brave Star realizes, oh, Wazella must still be in the city. We're gonna set up a phone line. Yeah, we'll we'll they'll we'll get to more of this in a minute. But yes, we cut to the city. Uh, Tex Hex is laughing because his plan is going in according to plan, and he'll have enough curium to power a full star ship. And just like that, on a perfect cue, Sandstorm comes in, and he's and he's driving a freighter ship. Because obviously, if you're gonna pull a heist, you gotta have a getaway vehicle. That's right. You need you need. If you're going to do a crime, I'll also go uh, Ocean's 13 style. Yeah. I got to transport the material somehow. But yes, of course, he's having his himself a good villainous celebration. And of course, he's got to throw out that wonderful line of, Nothing can stop us! <laughs> Famous last words. So, of course... As we know from our uh, database of lovely TV tropes, when the villain says there's nothing that can stop them and they start heartily laughing, that means it's time for the commercial break. So we'll take our commercial break here, folks, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Who on earth? could put the creamy taste of Cool Ranch flavor on a chip. New Cool Ranch flavor Doritos brand tortilla chips. Nacho cheese was just the beginning. Now, taste new Cool Ranch. You changed the way you look. Can you see that? Up close, it's exciting. And I'll tell you something, darling. You look marvelous. No other taste attracts so much attention. Absolutely mouth. Diet Pepsi, the most refreshingest invention. And not only do you look marvelous, my little 12 ounce darling, but you taste marvelous. No other taste attracts so much attention. This tastes marvelous. Men, you've been selected as waiters for the A1 Cafe because of your unique ability to deliver the A1 steak sauce message. And that message is... A1, A1 has savory herbs and flavorful spices that blend with and bring out, out the natural flavor of ground beef. Mmm, right. Because what is ground beef? It's ground steak. steak. And, and what, what tastes, tastes better on steak than A1? A1? I couldn't have said it better myself. A1 makes hamburgers taste, taste like, like steak burgers. You're gonna need some cash? And a rental car? Shouldn't you carry the card that carries you through? And can we help you find a place to stay for the night? The American Express card. Don't leave home without it. Everything was in that bag. My American Express card. Everything. Don't worry. Let me have your name. Shouldn't you carry the card that can be replaced in 24 hours? 24 hours. The American Express card. Don't leave home without it. Riding with my friends is my kind of fun. It helps keep me trim and fit, and so does milk. 
Milk gives me nearly half the calcium I need, more than half the riboflavin, for only an eighth of my day's calories. So, instead of counting calories, I'm making my calories count. That's what being in shape is all about. Milk. It does a body good. All right, and we are back. So, of course, our villains are on top of things. And we cut to Wazella, who's just like, oh, no, what what can I do? Well, she's about to find out really quick what her part of the plan here is. We cut to the exterior outside the city. And Bravestar has some kind of futuristic gun. And he shoots a rope. Well, since it takes place in the uh, future, wouldn't they all be futuristic guns, Randy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But this definitely looks like a a lovely sci-fi weapon. But yes, he shoots this arrow that has a string attached to it. Folks, we set up the cup and string phone. As mentioned, it's earlier before the commercial break uh it, it's like one of those things that they had to what granted they will have the stereotypical this is the lesson you need to take out of this but it was like one of those minor again as i stated prior to the commercial break wink wink nudge nudge you can yeah. do this at home uh type of ordeals all you need is a can or a cup and a tight string and you can do this it and I seriously doubt it could do the the what the cartoon could, uh, graciously over exaggerated, but the principle is there, especially since Brave Star had to explain the 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 whole science behind it. Oh man! And Fuzz, to his credit, is just like the heck you talking about, Brave Star. How is this going? How is this supposed to work? How is Wazella supposed to hear Fuzz? He's just like, listen, you dingus. Trust me. And, yeah. I. This this works. (laughs) At least he's. I want to say, at least he's asking a valid question because he's probably never seen it before. And so it, I want to give him that. I'm going to defend him on that. And besides, it gets, you know, again, Rave started to explain things. And from what, I, what I've seen, Fuzz is a little bit more useful than Orko. Quiet. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot of things that are more useful than Orko. <laughs> like, um... A spatula. Toe fungus? <laughs> Um, I, I think I might, I think I might be able to find a use spitball that's more useful than Orko. Chewed gum. (laughs) I mean, really about the only thing more useless than Orko is probably Snarf. And honestly, if you're going to have a, a contest for most useless 80 sidekick, Ooh, buddy. Those two are probably going to be your uh, your finalists. 
<laughs> and all of us will be sitting in front of a couch, bowl of cereal, watching. Just like that South Park episode. Oh, they're going to have wacky races? They're going to have wacky races? <laughs> Snark versus Arco? Oh, we got to watch this crap. Yeah, so Scuzz is ordered to uh, go down to the control center and turn on the landing light so that uh, Sandstorm can properly dock the freighter and they can load up and get the heck out of there. So uh, Bravestar is outside. He's given the orders to his team. And we'll... So, Wazella finds Scuzz on his way to the control center, and, uh... She starts pouring on the charm. Oh, uh, I have that in my notes, too. Wazella using her feminine wiles uh, <laughs> against him. <laughs> like, this is supposed to be a kid's cartoon. They're putting a little bit of an adult's... Not... I don't mean... A full-on rated R. I mean, close to P, actual PG, PG-13, feminine wild. Uh-huh. Like, oh, really? What's this button do? Oh, really? I, I'm almost expecting, like, you're so handsome. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. You know, that that whole aspect of going over the top. Yeah, she's like, oh, you're scuzz. You're a very famous villain, aren't you? <laughs> He's like, uh, me? Me what? <laughs> no, no. Then she just smacks him upside the head. And he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I am. Yes, I am." <laughs> She's like straight up smacked, like, "Um, Dingus, how about you fall for the plan?" <laughs> <laughs> just go with it. I'm giving you affection to smack. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So, and she's like. Oh, can, can I come watch you do your evil villain things? He's like, um, I, I don't know. I, I really shouldn't. Okay, he's okay. actually showing up. He's actually showing a modicum of intelligence. Just a tiny bit. But he's like, oh, okay, fine, fine. Yeah, the lower brain has to kick in sometime. And here's a, uh, a little lady that wants to, uh, Show him some attention, so the lower brain kicks in. Oh, okay, I'll I'll show you around what I'm doing. I'll do it. Oh, so speaking of a little lady, we cut outside to Tex Hex and third. No, I'm sorry, Brave Star in thirty thirty, and somehow thirty thirty is able to make both sexist and ableist comments. Because he's just like straight up, oh, she's just a tiny little woman. <laughs> she ain't gonna make, she ain't gonna uh, complete this plan. She ain't gonna, uh, she ain't gonna be able to open the doors. And Brave Star's just kind of looking at him like, listen, I got a plan. It's gonna work, boy. Mm. It's gonna work. Because I'm freaking Brave Star, a hole. But yes, uh, thirty thirty. Good, you know, throw, throwing in, managing to be both sexist and ableist at the same time. Because you know, eighties cartoons, right? Right, and he's a, he's got to be that badass, uh, 
horse cyborg type of ordeal too. That has the almost like a cringer esque transformation. Why? Cartoon. That's it. Yeah. I, <laughs> what? Why does he have to transform? He could just be thirty thirty the whole time. He could just be man horse. Man horse. Why does but he? No, no. We got to give Brave Star man horse. Man horse pig. Ride on. <laughs> but yes, because of but yes, because of his uh, comments, he's also man horse pig. <laughs> man horse. <laughs> so yeah so we cut back to the control center and so scuzz isn't even able to reach the controls that he needs to so they step onto a giant crate oh boy yeah and so yes wazelle is pouring on the charm she's like oh what's this switch do what's this and what yeah, he's just like just choking on the cigarette for no reason. Coughing. Yeah, that's the thing. It's that, as I brought up earlier, it's like he's choking on, uh, since it's an 80s um, cartoon, it can't, well, since he's the villain, he could probably get away with smoking, but it just comes off like, again, that weird piece of beef jerky, and it's like, well, if from what I get at least out of this episode, if the race that you know Fuzz and Wazella is are, are minors, why is he the only one with this weird case of uh, lung disease and hacking up a lung? You know, he seems like the only one that's that bad. I'm like, wow, wow, because you it, because apparently. Because apparently villainy gives you cancer. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, are we sure they're not in the state of California? Because, I mean, you know, everything gives you cancer in the state of California. Mm. Or at least according to the those all those warning labels. I've seen those. I've seen those warning labels. Yes. So yeah, so he starts just like choking on his cigar. And she's just like, yeah, okay, fine. I got to do this myself. So she just like shoves him straight off of the off of the crate. And she activates a switch which opens up the city. And it's like, "Oh." And so 3030 is like, "Oh." Well, what do you know? She actually did it. <laughs> so, Bravestar enters the city. Sandstorm in his freighter, he's just like, uh, no, screw this, I'm out of here. He runs. Screw you guys, I'm going home. Pretty much. So yeah, we get a shootout with between Bravestar and his crew and Tex Hex and his gang. Isn't this the point that uh, Tex Hex goes, decides, somehow decides, I'm going to just shoot up the panel. Heck with this. Yeah, pretty Heck. much. Uh, we get 3030 coming in. He gets a, he may, he gets the big booms off with his gun. 
Yeah, everything's in, everything is just pure panic. Mass is, you know, cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Scuzz is chasing Wazella around. But yeah, Tex is like... For some reason. And, yeah, I'm out of here. And Wazella trips like a horror victim. Yep. For no apparent reason. And she gets stuck right in the tracks of the uh, sliding doors to the city. So uh, Tex Hex, he pulls a ninja vanish and disappears in a cloud of smoke. But yes, because our heroes must make the choice. Do they save the innocent townsperson? Or do they go after the villain? Well, of course they're going to save the townsperson. Speed of the Puma! Whoosh! And, um... Let me just say this. My money's on a brave star in a race against Chitara. As much (laughs) as as I have a crush on Chitara... My money's on Bravestar, man. My money's on Bravestar. I think he could hold out. <laughs> so, when they did that whole speed of the Puma thing, Bravestar was drawn really awkward looking. That was like a weird crouching pose for him to sprint off at. I guess he could, he's got to be more aerodynamic somehow. Got to be smaller. Yeah. Use all that leg strength. So he gets into the doorway and activates the strength of the bear. Bear strength. (laughs) But so as he gets there and like enters the door, like the way the scene is drawn, it looks like Wazella is just staring right up at Bravestar's junk. Yeah, I've I noticed that I didn't write write it down, but it it was just weird, like. She stared at Bravestar's junk. Uh, folks at home, if, since you could find this episode on YouTube, um, I'm going to issue the channel, uh, the challenge out there. Don't send it to Randy uh, for, at a uh, Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Send, put it on our page, uh, the Long Coat Mafia Podcast on Facebook. Find that scene, screen cap it, Put the Brazier's logo on the bottom corner of it <laughs> and send it to put it on our page. Uh, send it to us because I want to see that. I, <laughs> I will laugh my rear end off over that. Oh, or the Pornhub logo, or something. <laughs> oh man. So there is actually a car in my town. This straight up has a Brazzers logo right across the windshield. <laughs> And I see it frequently because, like, I think the person that drives it works at, like, the shopping center right around the corner from me in, like, the this Publix Plaza. It's like, I see this car all the time. And it's like, oh, okay, stay classy, Palm Bay. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <sighs> that, I'd be laughing at that all day. Uh, when I was living in Florida, we had a car, uh, that was decked out like a shuttlecraft, Starfleet (laughs) shuttlecraft. So, (laughs) yeah, now, now everything is in Florida is just lift lifted and squatted trucks. 
folks at home, you have not lived until you've seen a a station wagon. I'm not talking like a modern day station wagon. I'm talking about National Lampoon's station wagon, jacked up to Bigfoot level size. That that high, <laughs> literally that high. <laughs> and I'm not I, hand to God, hand to God. <laughs> uh, that high. I saw it when I was working it for Walmart in Florida, and a woman who was at least eight months pregnant got out and climbed down. I am not lying. <laughs> I am oh, not lying. That Flo- folks, Florida. <laughs> Yep. You'd expect this crap in West Virginia, but this was Florida. <laughs> but ah, uh, yes, Florida woman, Florida the one, woman. yes, the wonderful wife of Florida man. <laughs> but uh, again, uh, uh, for the sake of Randy, let's reel this back into Brave Star, <laughs> <laughs> or at least <sighs> try to, because um, we still have an entire we still have an entirely WTF moment of this episode. Are we talking about uh, Fuzz's uh, uh, super strong teeth? <laughs> right. Yeah. So they're like, Brave Star is like barely able to keep these doors at bay. No one can get Wazella out of these tracks, and Fuzz is like, "I got it." Can we step back like a, a few seconds and uh, bring out the aspect of when he stops that little? go-kart of a truck it just creates like an earthquake of like 9.2 because <laughs> <laughs> like the whole screen just shakes <laughs> just by stopping then he proceeds to eat the floor around Wazella's foot yeah like Fuzz's go-kart thing looks like a happy meal toy <laughs> No lie, folks. No it lie. It literally looks like a Happy Meal toy. And again, folks, as much as I love the art style in this, and part of me wants to pick up uh, some production cells. They're like $25 on um, eBay. Uh, if I want to spend like 70 bucks, I could get like 32 uh, <laughs> um, I blame Randy now. Uh but still, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just saying I love the art style, but you get corny stuff like this Happy Meal, <laughs> to use Randy's to- words against him, Happy Meal of a go-kart. Oh, my God. No, like, I saw this thing, and I'm like, I'm literally thinking of, like, these Happy Meal toys from the 90s. Because I remember they did ones for Tiny Toons. That had like these big wheels on them and they like flipped. Like if you had it up one way, it would be like one character, but then you like flip it over and put the thing through the middle and it'd be like a different character on the bottom. Just like the just like cartoonishly weird. But yeah, this weird go kart thing is like short and stubby. And just like fuzz. <laughs> Randy. Randy. Put the thing in the middle, really? <laughs> <laughs> Put the thing in the middle, really? Yes, really. You're lu- you're you're lucky that uh, again we both know the person. We <laughs> never live that down. Put the. <laughs> <laughs> I, I 
again, this is uh, I'm not going to go there because, as Randy once told me, this is a family program. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Fuzz bites through the tracks and he frees Wazella from imminent death. So, yeah, the day is saved. Everyone's alive. Thanks, thanks are given. Thirty thirty even acknowledges that he's a dick. <laughs> is that in the uh, standard? Uh, what did we learn today? <laughs> no. Be... Oh, he's he's just like he actually gives her a somewhat genuine apology. It's like, all right. And yes, and the episode ends, and it's like she's just all all over Fuzz. Like, wait, is Fuzz gonna get him some? Yeah, he has that shy, you know, red faced blush look. Like, oh golly gee, and she <laughs> she kisses him, and he's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I had the same thought. Fuzz is gonna get some. Fuzz is gonna get some. If, Fuzz it, and Wazilla, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. <laughs> oh, buddy. That that's gonna bring that brings up too many questions that um can't particularly ask on a family show. <laughs> or at least a PG thirteen show. So <laughs> uh, yeah, so that ends the episode and all weird, all weirdness aside, this was actually a really good episode. There was definitely a lot to enjoy about it. Can we touch on a little briefly of the uh, after show message that uh, uh, that was there? That uh, 3030 still had to be a dick? <laughs> and because Brave Star, the after, that after show message again, which is kind of was the standard of I think filmation a little bit it was like yeah we learned that you know today that uh, even the smallest of creatures the smallest of people have the ability of being heroes and being big on the inside and again 3030 has to be a dick <laughs> oh, big people can be big on the inside too oh just <laughs> kidding just kidding oh 3030 we love you you, you arrogant bastard of a horse <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, no. Th this episode it it was fun. It was very much fun. But so many WTF questions. But what 80s cartoon does it leave you asking WTF? If not really, really. <laughs> Because that's basically what happens when you're when you when you're dudes of our age looking back at these cartoons, watching them as an adult, going, "How did this get through there? How did the censors just not care back then? I mean, were they just all on all of the cocaine?" <laughs> Cocaine, hookers, and blackjack. I'm on cocaine. <laughs> like it's 1980. 
Sorry, folks. Uh, me and Randy are having a slacker in the man flashback. Ah. Oh. But yes, the 80s. When cocaine didn't hurt anybody. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that'll do it for this week's episode of Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Of course, be sure to check us out on the social media. Subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast provider of choice. Leave us those ratings and reviews, and uh, we'll see you next time, folks. <laughs>